1: It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke.
0: Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 318 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm talking very briefly about the A's and Angels game. A's win another one, you gotta love that. And then uh, the, the second and third segments, I invited Hal, the hot dog economist, on the podcast. Hal Gordon, for those that know him, Hal the hot dog guy, for people that have been to A's games or are on Twitter, uh, he is going to be talking to with me about the A's stadium situation and what we took away from the council vote and uh, all of that stuff. Um, so that's that's what we got coming up for you guys. It was it it was a it was a weird vote. It was not fun, but we're optimistic. So that's. That's the teaser that I'm going to give you guys right now. But before I get into anything, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me. I still have not decided on a time, but join me this week. Clear your schedules and get ready to be in on the action, Spotify Green Room changing the way we talk sports. Also, make sure to follow this podcast uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts. And, you know, subscribe, follow, whatever the thing makes you do, do that one. And also follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about this A's win over the Angels. They won six to nothing. It was, you know, it was nothing, nothing for a while. And then the A's scored some runs and, you know, Matt Olson hit another home run. This one, a 41 degree launch angle. Uh, last night's was a 40 degree launch angle. So if he just keeps increasing by one degree with each home run, how high can his home runs go and still be home runs? Uh, I think he could probably go as high as 55. I think. Depending on how hard he hit it, but uh, that is up to the physics people in the in the audience. But let's talk about James Caprillian. And I did a crossover, uh, you know, event. Let's call it with the Town Tailgate Podcast, which is another A's podcast. They're great guys. And a question that they asked me was, "Who will be the A's second half MVP?" And I said James effing Caprillian. And he's making me look good after one start. He went six innings pitched, gave up five hits, no earned runs. He walked to He struck out seven. He was absolutely dominant. You'll love to see it. He gets into a little bit of trouble, and then he just stops. He's kind of like Chris Bassett in that regard, and I, I really, really enjoy that. Matt Olsen had that home run. Ramon Laureano had another big hit. This one scored two. He only got one RBI because uh, there were some shenanigans and the ball got away, and so it was an unearned run on the second one, or, you know, it was an error, so he didn't get the RBI, but uh, he did he did plate two runs with his double, so I guess that counts. He's, he went two for four, so... He's busting out of it. You're welcome, because I talked about him a couple episodes ago, and now he's he's scorching hot. He's so hot right now. Uh, also, Jacob Wilson. Yesterday I talked about Brandon Marsh of the Angels getting his first big league hit. Today it was Jacob Wilson who was now one for five in his time with the A's. He had his first career hit. Congratulations to him. And then he was immediately removed for pinch runner. Tony Kemp. So, uh, congratulations to Jacob Wilson. That's that's amazing. He had played in 802 minor league games, had 3,249 plate appearances in the minors, and this does not even include foreign baseball leagues or anything like that. That is a that is arduous right there. That is nine seasons of minor league baseball, and he got his first big league hit today, and that was you you, you love moments like that. So, congratulations to him. And that's really the, the takeaway from the game was, you know, the A's, the A's had a good game against the Angels. They keep doing it against the Angels. I think they're 9-3 now against uh, Los Angeles, if you want to call them that. But uh, the, the big takeaways for me, one Ramon kept staying hot. The other one was uh, Chappie struck out four times. He went 0-4, so that's not good. And people are like, hey, talk about Ch- Matt Chapman next and fix him. But I, I feel like I talked about him just a couple of weeks ago, and it worked for a minute. And then it stopped working. So maybe I need to just re-up the potion and get that going. But I don't think that uh, that enough time has passed. The statute of limitations is still intact. And uh, I need to give it at least another week to see if uh, Chapman really needs the, the locked on A's boost. But my main takeaway from this game was the A's had the bases loaded with one out. And they scored three runs. And that's just amazing because the A's do not do that. They scored three runs with the bases loaded. You love to see it. One was a sack fly from Jed Lowry, a professional hitter, Jed Lowry. And then there was the double that scored two runs from uh, Ramon Laureano. So, uh, those are my takeaways from this game. The A's are getting better at situational hitting, question mark, we'll see. Um, and then they also scored in back-to-back innings, the sixth and the seventh inning. You love to see them keep adding on because they were up four to nothing, and then all of a sudden, they're up six to nothing. I was talking to Hal, our guest today, and I was like, hey, they scored two more. That's That's a nice little development. So the A's or maybe breaking out of it, I guess we'll see. They're heading up to Seattle. That is the next series. They get Wednesday off, and then they're going up to Seattle for a four-game set. That's going to be—we'll see. They could bury Seattle this weekend and get them out of the playoff picture, get them off of the ace tails, or they could make things very, very interesting. And uh, I'm sure that I'll have lots of thoughts about that coming up on Thursday show. But uh, for today, we're talking— You know, that was cool. I'll preview the Seattle series a little bit later, but uh, the rest of this episode is going to be me talking with Hal, the hot dog economist, hot dog vendor, hot dog, whatever you want to call him. Hal Gordon is our guest today. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and you can hear us talk all about the city council votes. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat, but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant quality dishes at home starts with high quality seafood and simple techniques from wild Alaskan seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination. You gotta love combination fish. And every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wateralaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. All right. Today, I am joined by somebody that if you are on A's Twitter or you watch A's baseball games, you've seen his face. You know who he is. And that is Hal Gordon or Hal the hot dog guy. I didn't, I couldn't choose Hal. I'm sorry. So, uh, (laughs) Hal, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. (laughs) Good. Uh, First off, thank you so much for joining me. I know this was very, very short notice, but uh, I feel like you have some good insight that uh, we could all learn from a little bit here because of you, know, you pursuing your degree in environmental economics and all that stuff. So uh, I feel like that, that could be useful in this conversation. So my first question is, Heading into today's votes, it, it was unclear whether a yes or a no was kind of what we wanted. It depended on which term sheet they were going to be voting on, and Dave Cavill expressed some of that in this meeting, but th- they did end up voting on the Oakland City Council term sheet, which is one that Dave Cavill did not agree with, but they did get six yays, uh, one person abstained, and then we got one no vote from the only person wearing rooted in Oakland gear, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but um, what did you takeaway? Is this a good yes vote? Does it matter? Was it just, let's see what happens after the vote? What was your takeaway from that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll still be a, let's see what happens. Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert necessarily on the city politics, but uh, I think that it is within the realm of possibility that the city could have brought this term sheet. And uh, all the people on the city council could have said, well, you know, we, we don't agree with this. Um, so I think that the fact that the council is on board with the city, uh, that's good. The council voting and saying that they want a stadium at Howard Terminal, that that's good. So I think that the uh, you know the two the things that they were really far apart on were basically how to fund the offsite infrastructure. Um, the uh, the A's and Dave Cavill uh, make the argument that by building the stadium and the development, they're going to raise the property values of the surrounding area so much that um, sort of there'll be a big increase in property taxes, and the city can use that money uh, to fund the offsite infrastructure. Um, the city uh, says no about that, and I think a lot of uh, data also is skeptical about how much stadiums actually, uh, increase property values and economic development. I mean, if you think of it, it's only really people showing up 80 days a year, uh, to a place. And then, you know, if, think about how many times you've been to a stadium, not even just Oakland, but even Sanford, like if you go to a game in San Francisco, I mean, sometimes you might go out to a bar afterwards, but a lot of times you go there and you leave. Um, I think um, the fact that the that the uh, the A's or that the Howard Terminal site includes a lot of housing and office building that in fact might increase economic development in the area around there. I think that that is one way that the that this uh, that this proposal is different. But certainly the disagreement is is on you know on those base facts of. By building this, this stadium, are we going to create a lot of economic development around there? I, you know, the reason why I think I'm hopeful and other people are hopeful is what the the city made clear today is that they are not um, against um, having or, or, you know, finding different places to uh to get that money that is not just charging the a's so i think that the city is clear that they're looking for the county to throw in some money and the state to throw in some money and enough of that uh that the a's won't actually have to pay for any of the offsite uh infrastructure themselves um you know if that i think the rest is reading but you know reading tea leaves you know cavill has said there's other parts that he doesn't like. Uh, there is some taxes uh, on the condos on Howard Terminal that the city proposed. Uh, I they The A's probably aren't in love with that. But um, uh, I, to me, the, the hope I have is that if the city can find this money, you know, in the next two months while we're waiting for the environment report anyway, it's going to be Pretty close to what the A's wanted to begin with, and
0: for me, I, I'm also one of the hopeful people. Which maybe I'm just not ready to come to terms with the A's potentially leaving. Maybe I'm insane. I don't know. But one thing that they did, Dave Cavill was like, "No, we we reject this, you know, out of hand because I haven't seen it before. You you changed it since Friday and all that stuff. But in the meantime, they it seemed like they were not going to be paying infrastructure costs. The I, that was taken care of. Uh, they didn't necessarily say how they were going to take care of it, but it sounded like the A's were not on the hook. And that feels like it would be enough because that was a, a big thing heading into this. And is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's right. I think that, that if you would, if you, if Dave Cavill were sitting here, he would say, well, that's great that we don't have to pay for them, but we want to know, you know, who's paying for them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they, uh you know every every i think month that goes by they're worried that the stadium won't be ready for another year mm-hmm. um you know and they're not getting uh, any of the revenue sharing they used to so i'm sure that they are very you know <laughs> and so it's hard for them to resign players right i mean it's hard for everyone but um yeah i i think uh I think that if if it's if two months or three months goes by and the city still is saying, well, you won't have to pay for it, but we're looking for the money, then I think everyone should get worried again. Uh, if the city can come up with the money in the next two months, you know, I think September is when the environment report comes back. So nobody could, you know, lock themselves into anything anyway until then. Um, I think we're going to have two more months of Dave Cavill going to Las Vegas and taking weird dad selfies <laughs> and, uh, and just sort of waiting to see if the city can find that money. Um, you know, everything else you'd have to be, I think in the room with them to know exactly what else they're negotiating about.
0: The, the one thing that did give me hope was the specific wording and Dave Cavill likes to use specific phrases and words. He's very particular with the words that he uses. And he said something to the effect of, I have not seen the details that you've been outlining today written down, and I think we need to go over those. So it could just be a matter of, I want to see, you know, I, I want to go through it. I want to comb through it, you know, make my own notes. And maybe that is what the the hangup is. He has to go back and see what John Fisher thinks about, hey, so this is what the plan is right here. So that's something that I'm a little bit more hopeful about is maybe it's just particulars like that, because it feels like over the last... Two weeks, they've come together a whole lot more. The city has come over to the A side a decent amount. It's just a matter for me, I think, do the A's actually want to stay in Oakland? Because the deal is there to be had. They just There's going to be a little bit of haggling. There's going to be a little bit of you know, uh, put up your dukes and all that stuff. But I feel like the deal is there to be had if they want to stay in Oakland. And that's going to be the, the big question moving forward. Do you have a, any opinion on any of that stuff?
1: No, I think that's exactly right. i I think I think, um, you know, especially with a lot of the amendments put forward, you know, had to do with uh, with Chinatown and, and uh, you know, I think some things that are pretty detail oriented um, uh, that it would be sort of impossible to agree to. i you know, I think I think there's there's sort of there's two ways of of looking at this in my mind. you know, if if you were an ace fan or if you were Dave Cavill and you wanted to know, Does the, you know, because all you were doing was talking to the city before. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to know, okay, but, uh, you know, I think that the city council is a little bit more maybe um, liberal and activist than the mayor. So, you know, you'd want to know, okay, is the city council, does city council actually want to have a stadium at Howard Terminal? Then you got an answer today, which is, yes, they they do want to have a stadium at Howard Terminal. If the only thing you were interested in was, you know, will the city council roll over and agree to uh, the term sheet that we put out in April? Well, I think everyone knew that that wasn't going to happen. Um, and yeah, uh <laughs> you know, if, they're, if their margins on this plan to make it profitable for them are that razor thin, that it's either that or nothing, then, you know, I guess they're going to have to go with nothing. But I mean, you know, it's it's, it's not like Las Vegas is going to show up with a fully, you know, funded plan in two months anyway, you know.
0: I don't think that Vegas is, it doesn't make sense in Vegas to me, being that the A's are a team with over 100 years of history. They have so much history just in other cities already. And I feel like if a team was going to be in Vegas, it would have to be an expansion team so that the community could drop their current affiliates like Yankees fans or Diamondbacks fans or whoever else they are. They're like, no, I'm going to root for the hometown team. Now, if you bring in a team, what's the incentive to root for them as a to po- just because they're the hometown team. Now they existed before. And I don't think that it makes a lot of sense. And I don't think that there's as much economic impact for ownership if they go to Vegas, unless they get a huge sweetheart deal and they're picking up all of the bill, which Are they gonna be wanting to do that after the Raiders moved and they're already doing it? Do do they wanna do it for another franchise? I don't know. So, and also I could see some of the casino owners being like, hey, I don't want to have a baseball team here unless, you know, coming from somewhere else because that's 81 dates that we are not gonna have them in our casinos for three or four, or maybe it's bringing more people in and it could be that, that way too. So there's a lot of other factors, you
1: know, who, who knows? I, you know, who knows? I, I think if, let's just say, I I think if, if Las Vegas comes up with such a great op, you know, package Mm -hmm. for the A's that they are willing to take that in the next two months and move, then, you know, probably whatever it would take to counter it wouldn't be worth it for the taxpayers of Alameda County and, and city of Oakland anyway. So, you know, uh, I think, I think it'll be a little bit, uh, little bit patient, you know, a little bit patience, you know, it would be in an, in an ideal world. I would love to have, you know, the A's and Dave Cavill come out tomorrow and say, you know, here's what we agree to, here's the things that we're, you know, still nervous about, but I don't think that they're going to do that in a negotiation, so I don't think we're going to know much more for a while. Um, so, you know, I think, I think on Friday I was really worried when Cavill, um, you know, when when Cavill hadn't said much about the city's term sheet, and then the city came out with a second version of the term sheet, and then he finally spoke and said, "Well, this is a no," you know, as as far as we're concerned. Uh, you know, it sounded like he was done negotiating and he was tired of it, but like clearly more negotiations had happened because um, uh, they add, you know, they addressed some of the things that he was worried about. They made it more clear where the money was going to come from. Um, it would be great if everyone was already on the same page, but I think, you know, given given all the opportunities you know, given all the options that could have happened today, I think this was reasonably one of the best, op-
0: you know. It, it was a decent one. They didn't vote on the A's term sheet and give them a yes. That would have been the best option because then the A's would have to do it. But uh,
1: otherwise, you know, everything is OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. I, <laughs> I, I think that I think that the A's option is, is so politically mm-hmm. uh, impossible Uh, that even if they had voted on that, you would have thought, because it's non-binding, you would have thought, I mean, is the council really going to (laughs) keep, keep supporting this anyway? Um, so, you know, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sort of, I'm hopeful again, but you never know. Hey, it's me
0: again, just butting in real quick. Uh, I got more coming up with how we're talking about the next steps in the negotiation process between Oakland and the uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that. But did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everybody, and when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the flavors, I got them right here for you. You got Coconut, Cherry Barcia, which is hands down my favorite. Cherry Barcia, number one for me. But then you got Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and german chocolate again cherry barcia is where it is at and if you haven't tried all of the flavors then you can go get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors it's great value tons of protein Just stock up have protein for days and if you're wondering what kind of protein are you talking about there jason right in all of these bars there's 17 to 18 grams of protein you get 130 to 180 calories so that's awesome. You got four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. So basically you're getting amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. And if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats, all you got to do is go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same packed, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches and nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On A's listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Just $1 and free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. So the next time you go for a dip, Make it a fully loaded chew at fullyloadedchew.com. And now here's the rest of my conversation with Hal of, you know, hot dog fame. Uh, and also make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like in podcasts. Follow us on social media at LockdownA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. So here it is the rest of my conversation with Hal, the hot dog guy, also an economist, also fantastic human being. Here you go. I'm feeling decent. So from here on, this is all that I got for you. You got the environmental report and the, the, I forget who said it. It might've been called, uh, said that they need to get the County on board in order to make this thing happen. So yeah, the next couple of months here. Yeah.
1: That's actually, um, a really big, uh, uh, point. So I think that the basically this offsite infrastructure is, is estimated to cost something like $350 million. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the exact specifics, but I think a reasonable chunk of that can be taken care of if the county uh, pledges its uh, property taxes for the Howard Terminal IFD. And that is that is uh, very similar to the money that the city is sort of happy to have pledged. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like very clear, like this county money that we're talking about, that's, that's uh, property tax money the county is going to make because- they built at Howard Terminal. Right now, the county probably makes, you know, 20 or $30,000 a year. In the future, they'll be making millions of dollars a year. And so if the county pledges that money um, to help fill the gap, I think that probably gets them about halfway there. Uh, you know, don't quote me exactly on the exact <laughs> numbers, um, but, uh, but that's a big reasonable chunk. And then the rest, I think, uh, they're hoping that either state or some federal grants that they can sort of, they can find. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of speculation on on what money they can get, but I'm I'm not an expert on that. But <laughs> but but I I think. I think it doesn't you know some someone listening to this might think oh the city only needs to find someone to give them 350 million dollars well good luck goodbye a's uh (laughs) but i think that the city has real plans for this uh i think Cavill and the a's are frustrated because that's going to take another two or three months uh and and you know they want to know now they want to lock it in now but um Uh, As long as they can find that in the next two or three months, and I think that the city has plans to do that, uh, then I think that they're back to being pretty close.
0: I I feel I feel good. But uh, last thing, what would be the sticking points for the environmental report? That that seems like your your expertise. What could we be looking? What would be a red flag if it comes up where you're like, oh no, this is not good news? Because that also needs to be uh, certified before they can do anything else.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it's funny, I could go on a long rant about environmental reports. (laughs) Um, You know, I think when um, um, my understanding of environmental reports now are, is it's less about, you know, what's the best for the environment, and um, uh, more about, uh, you know, will this interfere with any, uh, you know, any people who are already you know, using the site or using the area. Um, so I think, uh, I think that, that the environmental report is the, that's the big uh, showdown between the port and the A's. Um, you know, from me being sort of uh, an environmental economist, I, I wanna say like, well, obviously this is great for the environment because, you know, you're, you're building dense housing in a city like Oakland, Uh, That's close to public transport, you know, um, if when someone asks me, how can I, you know, lower my carbon footprint, the big things you can do are, you know, live near public transportation, uh, you know, live in dense smaller housing, because it's, you know, it takes a lot less energy to heat and cool an apartment than it does a single house. Mm Uh, And also, you know, live in Oakland, where it never gets really hot or cold, you know, so, uh, you know, if I was if I was to say, oh, should we put 3000 new homes in, um, you know, in Sacramento, or, you know, in Vacaville or whatever, or should we put 3000 new, you know, condos uh, near the BART stop in Oakland? Well, obviously, for the environment, that's a great idea. Um, but that's not really what environmental (laughs) reports do. Uh, I think that the environment report, um, is, is, it will be dealing with more, more things like, you know, how is this going to affect the, um, the trucks? How is this going to affect traffic? Um, and, and there's going to be a lot of big stumbling blocks there. So if, you know, if the A's consultants are, you know, are, are smart enough to figure it all out then then that should work too. But you know, who knows? All right. Fingers crossed. Um,
0: but, uh, where can people find you on social media Uh, and also get a hot dog and a baseball curd from you?
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, most days I'm at the A's game today. I uh, decided to take the day off (laughs) because I I like to do uh, some other things usually during the week, the day games, and also (laughs) want to watch the, watch all the, uh, the fireworks at city hall. But, um, I'm there almost every game in the red and white stripes, uh, You know, um, there's only one of me, but if you can find me, I'll usually be behind home plate, although I try and make it, you know, at least once a home stand into the bleachers or into the 200 levels. Um, uh, You know, other than that, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, A's hot dog, or if you, uh, if you, uh, you know, put the spaces in the wrong place, a shot dog, as somebody (laughs) pointed out to me. (laughs) uh yeah and uh i i tweet uh tweet a lot of pictures uh of me vending tweet uh, what i think about uh howard terminal and uh, occasionally you'll see an environmental economics tweet and you can just ignore those <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a great follow man thank you so much for uh doing this and uh giving me your insight this is fantastic and i feel i feel decent I, I feel like there's another kindred spirit out there that's also hopeful because A's twitter is in shambles so
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this could have gone a lot worse if, yes, if we would yeah. had, you know, seven uh, uh, gallows on the board. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, it, you know, or if Cavill had said, like, listen, I'm serious. You know, that's, that's you know, he said, no, no, no. But he did not say, hey, I'm serious. If you don't vote on my thing, we're going, I mean, they're going to go to Vegas tomorrow anyway. Yeah. But uh, But, you know, I'm serious. If you don't vote for this today, it's over. And he did not say that. Reasons to be hopeful, I guess. I think so. <laughs> all right. Thank
0: you so much, Hal. Um, go go follow Hal, the hot dog guy, because he is fantastic. Hal Gordon, if you know him. <laughs> um, all right. Take it easy, man. Thanks so much. No problem. Bye. A huge thank you to Hal Gordon for coming on, sharing his expertise on the city council vote. That was fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyed talking to Hal. Seriously, go follow him on social media. He's fantastic. He's also a great, great person. So uh, give him some love. Tell him that you like him. And, uh, you know, send him a nice tweet. (laughs) But that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow I'm talking about... Uh, you know, some more ace baseball stuff, probably preview on the, the Mariners series should be loads of fun. So that's what I got coming up for you guys tomorrow. But uh, until then, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow.